All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. So, the timer's going. Okay, so your mic, Mike. Um, <clears throat> Today's radio broadcast for the Gen X Talks podcast is brought to you by KGXT Radio, in part with L... Wait, what the hell? LL? No. Loud Trouble <laughs> L... Shit. God damn it. I just sat down. We could, Couldn't we have done this on a retake? <laughs> Let's start over. All right. All right. Um... Take two. Take two. Today's podcast is brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. Heavy contract moving. This isn't Mayflower. Don't ask them to move your furniture across the country. They'll tell you no. You know, they do big stuff. They they do like yes. events. They could move. Uh, if they moved an entire. Scaffolding they, and stuff. If yeah. they moved a, a carnival, an entire carnival, that would be a small haul for them. That would, you know, that they do big events. We know with million dollars car show, yeah, car show stuff. Yes. So, uh, KGXT Radio. That's <laughs> boy, you're really running that thing down my throat. Here you go, go. <laughs> well, it just um, thanks to Two Bear. Two Shout bear. out, Two Bear. Two, two cheers, bear, you, you goddamn idiot. I have my hot tea this morning, so cheers. I got my water. Um, yeah, he just. You know what? I saw it in the chat room when we you were live, and I was like. Whoa, I never thought of it that way. And so well, I, I missed kinda... that. I, I saw it go by in the comment section when I was doing the live stream. I saw it, but it went by kind of quick. And then I saw you make a comment back to him. I thought that was the end of it because I saw him say something about it. But boy, as soon as it was over, you came running in saying, you know, that's available, that radio. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that was the next day. I wrote it down on a post-it note because sometimes stuff comes through. Like I make notes of things. Right. Um, because there's suggestions that come through that people will just throw out there or just something. And right. I'm like, oh, that could be something interesting. So I slept on it and woke up the next morning. and was like, I'm just going to check into this. Like, just you know, see what's out there. You make it sound so casual. <laughs> it was. I really wasn't anticipating like jumping after it, but I just thought I'll just go Google it. I don't know what I'm Googling, but I'll try it. So I just kind of googled uh radio call signs availability or something like right. that and found a website and went to it and then i was like okay is this for real because you know everything on the internet's real everything so i went looking and searching and i they had a database thing and i went and i found it and i'm like shit they don't have it like i'm gonna snag that up so i like, they don't have it they or didn't, it wasn't it was available okay. it what nobody had grabbed no, it nobody else has it no okay. nobody else has it so I, I thought, man, this is going to cost a fortune. I really thought it was going to cost a lot of money. But when I clicked on it, I was like, this is reasonable. We could do this. Yeah. And without asking, <laughs> I snagged it. Well, when you came to me, you were pretty enthusiastic. And I thought it was cool. I don't know. I have no idea what 
put it in two bears head that that would even be a thing. I don't. Hey, baby, I'm making your dreams come true to be a radio DJ. You've always wanted to be a radio DJ. I have a face for radio, so that's always helped. Yes. An unexpected gift at an unexpected time. <laughs> well, thank you, my love. That's very nice of you. But you've always said that. You always think you missed that opportunity. I did. I always and here it is. I always wanted to be in radio and I never knew how to do it. And I knew a couple people in radio and I just... Yeah, I that that's that ship sailed right by me. <laughs> well, here's my gift to you. Run well, with it, baby. Run with later it. Later in life, it's okay. I can slow down and I don't have to panic over it now. It's more of a hobby. I like that. Yeah. But I don't know what possessed Two Bear to even go down that road. I mean, all of a sudden it just popped in his head and you know, Two Bear Two Bear doesn't say shit even when his mouth is full of it. He he won't. He doesn't talk shit about anything. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. So for him to just throw that out there was pretty rare for him. He doesn't just pop off with stupid shit. Ah, so thanks to him. Kudos. Oh yeah, to because now this has consumed me. And I'll tell I know you, it has. I'll tell you why. Now now picture this. Let's say we had a real online radio page, twenty four hours a day. It was. It always had something there. Now let's. Now we're not broadcasting over a big antenna. You know, we're not. We're not broadcasting over all Cal- Southern California. But let's say it's online, and let's say we started with the entire channel. All it played was seventies and eighties music, stuff that we picked. You and I pick. Uh huh. I think people would listen to that just to listen to that, just to have some music going. Yeah. If we had, you know, uh, six thousand songs in rotation, okay, then. What if you added a podcast? Now, let's say we did a podcast like we're doing right now. Now, now, you and I are recording this right now. Yes, we are. What if we did it live and recorded it? That'd be very cool. Well, yeah, there's some risk because you, know, you can't edit shit out. You can't, you know, you can, all you can do is... But we do pretty well when we, we do. do these podcasts. We do. Um, sometimes we say a name we're not supposed to. Sometimes you say some stuff that maybe you wouldn't want your brother to know, but we can edit that. That I don't th- want my brother to know. Yeah, just yes. throw that out there. Because that's what you do. You you literally have waved me off in the middle of a podcast going, write that timestamp down. Okay, Go maybe you don't want uh, old girlfriends to hear your shot. Nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <sighs> just whatever. Just t- take it like it is. Okay. But what I'm saying is that if we do it live, we can always record it, edit it, and say Thursday. You know, if we did it Thursday morning live, people can tune in. Well, they could actually true. listen. Then if they want to hear a replay, let's say we replay it Sunday morning at noon, we can schedule it to be replayed. Yeah, but would this replace podcasting or would you keep the podcast? Is that something you do? Like, do you still keep the podcast sure. going? I'm, yeah, like you, would I keep uploading it to yeah. Apple? and Yeah, yeah, sure I would. Because I'd have to edit um, uh, the real intro and the, and the exit music like we do. Oh, okay. And then once I had that for replay on the radio station, I can schedule it. And they can listen. You know, it comes up. Uh, they can, people can go to the to the website, um, the radio station website, and go. Oh, okay. Here's the calendar of events. Here's what's coming up this week. Here's what's on today. And as long as we're consistent, they could say, okay, it's seventies and eighties music every Thursday morning at nine in the morning. They do their podcast. Um, it replays every Sunday at noon. Now they that's something simple, and they would get that routine. Now, what if we did? A bo- the bottom of the glass nation shows live on YouTube like we do. Right. What if we simulcast them on that radio for people that can't that are driving, people that are listening. Oh. People that are like, yeah, That's I can't true. get to my can't. I don't want to be walking around. There's some people that that listen to the YouTube broadcast with just headphones. 
uh-huh. we could put it as a simulcast. Uh-huh. So now you're starting to fill up time slots. You you have seven days a week, 30 days a month you have to fill. Anything that's not being filled with something that we're doing live or, or replay, there's 70s and 80s music the whole time. Yeah. And even Gen Z kid could have a spot somewhere to just talk about Do you know what that asshole told me? Oh, you told him about this? I I told him. I gave him the rundown last night, and he was pretty excited about some stuff. And I said, now, I was going to say, you know, I've always wanted to do a morning radio show. I'd love to get up at 6 in the morning and sit here at 6 in the morning and just do a live show for three hours. That'd be fun. Talking about current events, talking about cool stuff going on from a Gen X perspective. And I remember back when, and comparing it, I think a morning radio show would do great. That would be fun. But before I said anything, he goes, do you think I could do a morning show, Dad? (laughs) Yeah, uh, son, I I guess we could figure that out. I didn't want to say, He wouldn't make it. He wouldn't make it. He is not a morning person. Well, he's thinking he's graduating from school. Well, he is. He's going to open up more time. But he wouldn't, I know, he couldn't do it consistently now. No, just like college classes, there is no way in hell he's going to be having an 8 o'clock in the morning college class. No, no. way. No, he's, not a chance. He's going to have to go in the afternoon. Gen- just- K- Kid Z could not even make an 8 o'clock online college class. <laughs> no. So for him to do a morning show, you don't have to worry about it. It's well, not I'm just happen. saying that was his idea, but I could do a morning show, people driving to work on, you know, and, and I know it's time time zone sensitive, but I could do that. I know that would be fun to do. So that there's a lot of possibilities with this. So what did I do? As soon as you did your part, <laughs> I, I ran out and got a K, KGXTstudios.com, KGXTradio.com. I paid for those domains. Oh, my God. I ran around and got all that stuff so that you know we can have that and then got us kind of a logo. And then I'm thinking about now, I ran into a brick wall. Uh-oh. So if any of our listeners did out there- Did you get hurt? No, I didn't get hurt. <laughs> I didn't run into it very fast. I was only going five miles an hour. Oh, it just kind of bumped you. I was like, walking. Okay. <laughs> I walked into Wow, it. a wall just <laughs> stepped out in front of you, huh? I didn't see it. Maybe I was distracted by your beauty oh. and I bumped into it. Okay. okay. So what was your brick wall? Music. What about it? If we want There's to play. There's lots of it. There is lots of it. <laughs> that isn't the problem. Okay. Um, if we want to broadcast, let's just say we wanted to broadcast nothing but a music channel. Everybody who tunes in, everybody who listens per minute, per hour, per song, whatever it is, um, if we got any sort of a decent-sized audience, that can cost us about $4,000 a year. I know this not- A year? A year, Okay, yeah. so, but how is it, do we get kickbacks? I mean, is no. there like- Nothing. There's always, there's just take? Take. It's all it is, is what? take. And when I've, I've contacted some people right now that are in, that have been in the business a long time that know a ton and they're like, look, just so you know, we don't do it anymore because they just rape you three ways from Sunday. Wow. And I said, I don't understand how. If you pay a fee, if I agreed that we could afford 4000 a year, all right, we'll do that. We'll play stuff. That's it. Every one of these people has said, no, 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 no. That's not it. They want to know how much you're taking in in revenue. None of their business. Your sponsors. None of their business. Your advertising. None of their business. And then they want a cut of what they're helping you get. Excuse me? They're helping me do what? But they're you're playing their music. They should be thanking us yeah. for playing their music. That's not the way the music industry views it, unfortunately. So I'm just letting you know that when you and there's some there's some caveats to how all this work 
Um, and you could start off paying um, like 200 bucks a month. And then as the company that helps you set up your page gives you a report, says these are the songs that were played, these are the songs that were listened to, turn this into your company, and we turn it in, they could say, oh, yeah, um, you went over your 200 bucks this month, you owe us 300 You could kind of go about it that way and just see where it goes, and if you don't like it, just stop doing it. You could. Well, okay. But if you're, think, if you're thinking of it making money, it probably won't unless you get a direct sponsor. Everybody says. Well, I would love to get sponsors for a radio station. Nobody wants to sponsor an online channel because it's not broad enough. You don't get enough listeners. You don't. But I'm thinking, I'm going into this the same way I told you about your t-shirt machine. Don't think of it like, okay, I'll get a t-shirt machine and we're going to make money and we have to sell this many shirts. I go, just get it as a hobby. Yeah. If you make a few bucks selling a few shirts, great. If you want to make shirts for the grandkids, make shirts. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And you all of a sudden were okay with it because you weren't going to buy that machine until I said it that way. No, I wasn't. Okay. What if we think of a KGXT radio as a hobby? Like, yeah, we'll spend some money. We'll do some stuff. And if it turns around where we can do something with it and people tag along and want to sponsor us, great. But if they don't, so what? Now the pressure's off. Mm-hmm. Now we just go have fun with it. Now we can play the music that our generation would like to, would like to be part of. So that's, that's where KGXT Radio at the moment is headed. I'm going to find out the best way to subscribe to these things and pay for these things. Put it in motion. We have a big opening midnight on March 1st of 2023 is our first broadcast. That's our first show. Starts at midnight. And we'll see where it goes. We have all this time to prepare. Do we? That's, we have all this time to repair or to get it going. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> good luck with that, Henny. Good luck. Good luck. Well, you you know, you and Two Bear started this shit. You know, you guys are like crack addicts. You give me the first part for free. I didn't expect for you to like grab the football and run with it. When right you away. hand me the football, I took off. Just like you and Two Bear just give me a little bit of crack cocaine and now I'm jazzed and I'm in it. I know. <laughs> I was just like, here's maybe for something future, like, you know, maybe we could talk about it. Yeah, but no, talking. you ran with that puppy. I'm you ex- saw an open field and you <laughs> went running. That's what you did. Hey, speaking of the NFL. <laughs> Oh, God. You're really not going to be happy about this, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. The NFL is most likely changing one of their rules for next season. Oh, surprise. No, no, no. This one, you're, this one, you're going to throw your headphones off and run out the front door. Is this my end of watching NFL? You're going to be really close. Okay. I got close like last couple years, so what is it? Roughing the passer oh, God. is now an ejection from the game. Well, okay. <laughs> I want clarification. What's considered roughing the passer? Touching them? I'm sorry. The NFL never gives complete clarification on the rules. You know that. <laughs> because, you know, practically you can't touch a punter, a kicker, because they do a flop now. They, Not only do they flop in basketball, we're now going to acting classes and flopping as a kicker. The yeah. kicker's only out there how many times during the game? I got it. I'm, you're getting all upset again. And I, I know, even but now anywhere. we have to do the quarterback. So if the quarterback pre- pretends he got hit, if you brush up against him and he spins around, if he flops on it, you could affect it. That quarterback could take out your best defensive lineman. We're getting closer and closer to flag football. Yes. We are paying men <laughs> thousands, millions of dollars to play flag, to flag football. Don't touch each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm about done. I'm just letting you know, that's on the, it's on the table. It's been discussed, and it, it's leaning that way, that if you, if you harm a quarterback. Now, remember when there used to be penalties and flagrant 
penalties. And then, they, but this would be like, yeah, this is a flagrant. Anyway, I don't know if it's going any further than that, but just. Oh, can, I you just you, ruined my whole morning. Thanks so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that oh, so much. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, did you make up with the kid? Did you give his phone back? Yeah. I don't know whether he, I told him what he did wrong. Now. I agreed with you. Is lack of communication. I agree. Well, there was two things. And one you did agree with and one you didn't. For everybody, for the audience listening, there was two things. One is he went over to his girlfriend's house. But before he went, I said, look, dude, it's Sunday. Why don't you head out about eight? You know, don't stay there a long time. Don't, even if they ask you to stay later, it's on a Sunday. You know, they got work tomorrow. They got school tomorrow. Just don't impose. Even if they ask you to stay, politely excuse yourself yeah. around eight. Yeah. Eight o'clock comes. He didn't leave. 8.15. I text him. I said, dude, what are you doing? And he just, he goes, oh, yeah, they wanted me to stay. We're watching a movie. So I didn't reply. Didn't jump his shit. Left it alone. Nine o'clock comes. Now it's after nine. He still doesn't call. He still doesn't text. And I'm like, dude, you did not handle this correctly. Now, when I explained it to him in person, I said, you could have just stepped outside and called me and said, dad, it's 730. They want to start watching the show. It's going to go way past eight, probably past nine. What do you think? Couldn't, couldn't we have had that conversation? Now, this is the part you agreed with. Yeah, that's a conversation he could have had. And so he didn't. He stayed till his full term of whatever they were doing. And then you remember he was supposed to pick up milk on the way home for the family. Mm-hmm. Didn't even do that. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, forgot. So I just took his phone away. I said, well, if you're going to act like you're 12, I'm just taking your phone. And that was it. Okay. Still now, with you. We had some Gen X top stuff, stuff we had to do on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And he said, on Sunday, he said, can I put off doing it on Sunday? We did some, we did half of it on Sunday. He said, can I, can we do it on Tuesday? I got something I got to do Monday, but I'll be here Tuesday for sure. I promise. Okay. Now, Remember, he wanted it. He wanted to not do the rest of that Gen X Talks work so he could go to his girlfriend's house on Sunday. Right. I said, okay, Tuesday's the day. I'll wait for you. I'll have everything ready. We'll get, we'll get together. We'll do it. Tuesday, he doesn't show up from school. Right. You chime in and go, oh, yeah, he told me he was doing something yes. at school. And I said, I don't care. He didn't tell me. And he's, well, one of his teachers said he had to go do something at the last minute. I said, then he should have told his teacher, I'm sorry. I made a commitment to my dad. I'd be there. You should have told me sooner. You can't just, he should tell his teacher, you can't just say something an hour before class ends or whenever. I can't, I'm not always available, but he didn't. So I kept his phone again. He came home. Can I have my phone? No. Well, I told mom, don't care. You didn't handle that correctly. I'm tired of always being second place with everything. So in the end, when I finally had all these conversations after keeping his phone, I did give his phone back, and I go, look, dude, next time I'm taking it, it's going to be like close to forever. I'm, I'm, I'm really done. If you, you're almost 18, if you're not going to act like a young man, then I'm going to treat you like a nine-year-old. And he got it. He didn't have a lot of arguing. He just had a couple questions. He looked me straight in the face when we were doing stuff. It, it was good. But I just, <laughs> at 17, I'm just kind of, he's almost 18. I'm just kind of tired of, you know, having to go through these conversations. So to answer your question, we did make a, we're okay, but it's like I just keep waiting for the next thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't, but that's the way I kind of feel. So, Okay, well. Now you know what I know. All right. We'll wait for the next uh, 
brick to fall then. Or the next situation, maybe he'll maybe he'll succeed. Maybe he'll do well. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight's his award thing that he was working with the FFA. That's what was doing all his after school yeah. activities. They were really like pulling him out to do a lot of things. I think he's going to be relieved once he graduates because I think they use him for his talents of Gen X talks for video and yeah. all that you know, editing and stuff. And, and so, speaking, he rallies the troops when he speaks. Yeah, and it's just, it's on his time. Like when he comes home, he has to block out time to do that for them. So I think he's going to be a little relieved. You know, last over. night he was up super late down yes. here on his computer, but he was trying to teach one of the other kids through 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 video, through Discord, mm -hmm. um, how to do editing. And yeah, because once he, he graduates, and I told him, I go, if they want him to do it after graduation, they're <laughs> they going to pay him. <laughs> pay him money. So, hey, uh, we finished the 12 days of Christmas. Jesus Christ. Come on, it was fun. Well, it was... Overall. Okay. Let, oh. Wait, let's just start with overall, what do you think of the 12 days of Christmas? I thought it was a great idea. Thank you. It was when you first came up with it of us going live every day, 12 days in a row, simulcasting on two so people didn't miss it, they weren't left out. Um, I thought it was a great idea. And your list of the 12 things for the 12 days of Gen X Talks was fun. It was inventive. It was witty. Thank you. But then executing it became <laughs> a little tougher. Some were harder than others, but that's okay. Maybe next year it'll be different. It was kind of funny because sometimes when we did the live stream, people were chiming in and they weren't members or they were like, you know, this wasn't the 12 days of Christmas. And no I would always, shit. and I, the real 12 days of Christmas or whatever the song is. And right. I would, I would, if I caught it, I would tag them and go, this is Gen X talks 12 days of Christmas. Okay. Yeah, we picked 12 different topics. You dumbasses. Yeah, it was our 12 days. We could do 12 days of Christmas in July if we wanted to. Okay? And they could name them anything. Exactly. They're lucky. I didn't go Bob and Doug McKenzie on them and do their 12 days. Oh my God. I was going to text him. I was like, I, well, I texted him about the absence. I right. go clear that up. And then I was going to tell him, Hey, I talked about your truancy and got it cleared. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to hold that <laughs> back. Thank you very much. So oh, parenting, yeah. you're doing it wrong. I mean, you're doing it right. Uh, whoa. <laughs> God. So people are going to say, Oh, it's fine. What else was there? We're supposed to talk about some stuff today, hey, too. Hey, can you give me an update on the Elon Musk Twitter thing? Because you just, you oh. are really liking this guy in the Twitter well, thing. Well, you know, what? I didn't used to like Elon Musk at all. No, you did not. And now I'm becoming such a fan over the past. Not just Twitter. Some of the stuff he says and does is absolutely- Too bad he couldn't run for president. Amazing. Yeah, he can't. But I, he's a, I don't, I don't think he'd want the job anyway. But he says he's great. But he can be influential on the outside. Sure he can. And he is. Yeah. And uh, he just to let you know what he's called, he, he does his own tweeting now from inside Twitter now that he's there. And he goes, Twitter is not just a business. It's a crime scene. <laughs> That's what he called it. Wow. He said the evidence of, of internal documents that he now has, is reading between Twitter, he says, they, Twitter, one thousand percent made republicans look bad democrats look good buried stories that would damage republic uh, damage democrats and let any accusation fly that was about a republican to try to influence the election and it worked but what he there's so many facets the, the latest just the latest one says um there's actually a criminal investigation going to go on when the new house takes over in january they said, wait a minute, if we can prove Twitter uh, gave preferential treatment 
as a business, we can prosecute the Democratic Party and them for campaign finance problems. Because if you were if you were a channel like NBC and Republicans said, hey, we have 10 ads we want to run, it's election time, and the Democrats said, well, we have 10 ads we want to run. If you only run the Democratic ads and you don't run the Republican ones, you're being unfair. You're discriminating. You're interfering with the campaign. You're, it's like you're giving you're giving, you're, you're accepting right. donations, you're accepting yeah. time, you're accepting you, the Democratic Party. You're showing favor. Yeah, Democratic yeah. Party, the Democratic Party is accepting a gift, a free gift right. in a massive way, and right. you can't do that. So there, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that can happen. And Yeah, but is it going to be prosecuted? Like well, so much stuff in government gets like swept under, like here it comes, here it comes, and then it kind of like fades away. Like, Well, you got to remember... Our system of government has, it, it, there's a lot of it that has to go through the House and the Senate. There's quite a bit. Um, there's some things that just the Senate can deal with. There's some things that just the House can deal with. They don't all, they don't always, 90, 99% of the time, do, but there's some they do by themselves. All the investigations and committees are going to be in the House side. It'll all be run by Republicans. It's all going to go somewhere. However, if they turn it over to the Department of Justice saying, we've done all these investigations, people have lied, they fucked up. There's illegal stuff. We have all the proof. We've done the investigations. Turn it over to the Department of Justice. They can just let it sit there. Or they can go, yeah, it's really important to us. We'll take that up. And a month later, go, yeah, we looked into it. Everything seems fine. <laughs> and if they do that, you can't, there's no, there's no authority over the Department of Justice. You, you couldn't, it would be very hard to make an end run even to the Supreme Court and say, hey, man, uh, we had all these things here and they just blew us off. The Supreme Court would say, well, that's how the rules are set up. What do you want us to do? There's, there's, there's so much stuff you that can, it has to go that way. That's all you can do is provide the evidence and go. All right. Now, what are you hoping to accomplish since they know some of the stuff is going to be a dead end? Some of it they can prosecute on their own. They can, they can, they can do some stuff. Th they hope that exposing the truth will turn some Democrat, liberal, and, and uh, neutral voters. They're hoping that they show them, look, you're following bad people. That's the, very, that's the, that's the least they're hoping to accomplish, well, is like sway some voters. You can just hope and pray that it, it works. But so is there any more on Elon Musk's Twitter? Or just, is that well, just when he, you know, every, I, I notice that every single thing, when I scroll through Google, all the things that come up with a picture of him say stuff like, People are fleeing his, you know, Twitter. They're they're jumping off of Twitter like rats off a sinking ship. And it paints that he's dis, Elon's disorganized. He's firing and rehiring. He's confused. He did, every single article is like that. And then when you actually go dig into read and you actually go past the headlines, it's not like that at all. It's it's like he liberated a city. Like when the Americans came in in World War II, rolled into France after they liberated a town, people that were still in the town, enemy ran, <laughs> all the enemy ran, mm -hmm. but the people still in the town were cheering, going, thank God you're here. Interesting. That's, that's the real story. That's cool. And he's not struggling with it. He knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, he's a smart businessman. Oh, he didn't get where he was not being smart and putting people in the right positions to do what he's a fucking genius is what yeah, he is. And so... When it, just so you know, whenever you run across those stories about how fucked up and confusing and he's sinking and suck, you know what just happened today? What? Uh, his, I think it's the biggest um, advertising 
that was that was that was advertising on Twitter. They had pulled back and said, "Hey, if right. Elon's in charge, fuck it." They just came back and said, "Okay, contract's good again. We'll we'll do the whole thing." Yeah, he knew that was going to happen. You know who it was? Who? People are pissed. Who is it? Apple. Really? Oh my God! The left is going. What the fuck are you doing? You're on our side about wow, this. Wow! But big rem- tech. But remember what Elon said. Apple says we're only pull- we're pulling our advertising and we're going to quit the Twitter app on all of our iPhones. <laughs> and Elon said, "Then I'll make my own phones." I was going to say because <laughs> I'm going to because I'm going like, to design my own phones, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, what, do that we man really has want so much power? Do we really want another phone to compete with? God bless it. No, fuck <laughs> it. Just go back to the way it was. And if you pansies are going to be upset, get over it. <laughs> there you go. Elon power is just power fighting power with power. Elon is so calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. And, and the left is so you're going to lose that lawsuit. He goes, so it's going to cost you ten billion dollars. So well, he probably has it in his right front pocket. He's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm here. just letting you know that it's not at all. When you really do some homework, it's not at all like they portray it. Well, you know what? I'm appreciative to him if he's, you know. He puts his money where his mouth is, that's for sure. So are you up to answering a few uh, listeners' questions? Not a goddamn chance. You sound like my son. Oh, wait, Dad, I got some questions for you. Yeah, I know. Well, I had this on my desk. I had these listener questions, and so... All right, if I don't know, I'm just going to tell you I don't know. Okay, go. Oh, my goodness. That's not a good answer. All right, I am the all-knowing Karnak. Go ahead. So somebody wants to know, do you remember... Or do you know what Campophonique is? Do you remember that? Oh, I, you know, when you, um, wasn't that wart stuff, Campophonique? I just remember it was medical and my grandma had it. I don't really remember. I can't even remember what the bottle looked like. I know it was in a bottle. Yeah. But I, I just know, remember right? it was part of her arsenal next to band aids and Bactine. <laughs> <laughs> it was Campophonique. I, I think it still exists too. I'm like, so you don't remember clearly what it is either. Well, I'm telling you, wasn't it wart? stuff like that we must have had a ton of warts back in the day or if something. you have to keep some shit in your in your medicine cabinet for i mean how often would you need that uh, i don't know i'm just or cold sores that's what it's for cold sores Campo i said warts, i don't know well okay i know that it existed but i don't remember that it's still a company it's still in existence i hope that was the hard question because that was cold sore treatment gel ah uh, okay all right but okay, that's what that was. What about? Oh my gosh, I lived with this daily mercurochrome. <laughs> mercurochrome. Come on, it was that colored orangey red liquidy stuff, like when you scratched your oh, knee. No, that was um, that had a different name. What? It was yeah, it was like an orange that you put on with a with a, like a cotton swab, right? Well, whatever. you kind of smear it all over a rash or something. Mercurochrome. Isn't that what that was? No, it was that red gooey stuff that well, then I don't like know the what it cure-all is. of cure-alls that, and it burned like a mother, man, when what you was put the, it on. What was the, what was the, the orange stuff? You, your parents would smear a big thing. They'd rub a, a little sheet, and it would stay orange for like a day. That was it, mercurochrome. You just said it was red. Well, I'm saying like orangey red. I don't know. It was kind of like a, it looked almost like rust if I had to be. That's what I remember, but I don't remember. It was called something else, or there was another nickname. I don't yeah. know. It sealed it. It why, why are it. What are, why are listeners asking me doctor questions? I don't fucking know what doctor questions well, I'm are. I'm just saying. And then I don't even know who this person is, but somebody asked who. Who is Buford Pusser? Pusser. Pusser? Yeah. I'm sorry that his name is that. <laughs> I think it was Pusser. What? Who is yes, that? Yes, you, you do know. 
Um, I do? Yeah. If I told you the movie and the book um, that was based on his life, you'd know, you wouldn't know him by name, but you go, oh, that guy. Remember? Ready? The movie, which was out in, I think, the late 70s, was called Walking Tall. And that was that sheriff who carried that big hickory stick and went around the South and was getting some justice done and straightening some people out okay. with racism and segregation and, and murders and stuff. Real dude. And the movie was called Walking Talk. I can't remember the guy who played the, the actor in that. Um, good actor back in the 70s. And he, th- that was the name of the character on, on the, on the, in, the, in the movie. And I think they made a TV series about it too. And the book... And it was based on that real guy, all the same name guy. They kept the name the same the whole way through. That fucking cat, he ended up dying in a car crash. I think somebody killed him. Hmm. But um, you want to talk about a real badass. And I don't know I don't know how to say his last name. Maybe it is Pusser, but I thought it was, or I don't know. That guy. And it was Walking Tall. That was that guy. So I do know who that wow, is. Wow, I'm looking on Google. He was six foot six. Now he's a big boy. And his hickory stick was bigger than a baseball bat. Wow. And he never carried a gun. He just went and handled shit. And if you look at pictures of him later in life, his face was all jacked up because he got in scraps and and his face was rearranged, literally. Really? Oh, yeah. He was a, one of the coolest cats ever. Just put his money where his mouth was, went out there and handled shit. Huh. So you do know who he was, sort of. By, I guess by, I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. No one ever so. does. So somebody wants to know, what is your best Christmas memory? My best Christmas memory, this is going to sound dumb to everybody, um, when when all of our kids were very small, and I, of course I can remember this with Kids Z most recently, I, I want to say they were, a, when they're about two, they're still a baby, about one and a half or two, I would come down here, and maybe you know this, I would come downstairs with them in the middle of the night, they'd wake up, and I would stand in front of the Christmas tree, and I would hold my hands, and let, like a chair, right at my stomach, and I would let them sit facing the Christmas tree. Everything was dark, but the tree was twinkling. And they're babies, and they would just have these big eyes, and they would absorb the Christmas lights twinkling, all the colors. And sometimes you'd have some music still playing low, and I would just sit there for an hour. Yeah, And I, I would do that, that by myself. Nobody else was around. There, That's one of my favorite Christmas Do you have a childhood songs. one? A Christmas memory from childhood? Uh, that you remember like any kind of decoration or like a tradition that your family did that my mother over decorated our house every year it was beautiful oh i remember she would put garland on every mirror around um every everything she could and there was lights and she even did tinsel and nobody remembers what yeah, tinsel we do. is uh, God, that stuff it's cool but ugh, I hate and we did that. tinsel and i mean she just Everything in our house was perfect. It was like looking at a Sears catalog. Oh, that's sweet. You know, she she just, and our house was an older house, but she made it perfectly charming. So I, that's what I remember is when the Christmas decorations went up. As a little kid, I was excited every single day, all the way until Christmas, until we had to go back to school. I just thought Christmas vacation was the greatest thing ever. It was the whole time. <laughs> I have a worst Christmas vacation story. You don't have a best one? Well, I do, but I want to say my worst okay. one because it just came to mind real quick. So I don't know. It would never fail. I would. I could recall two or three Christmases. We got out of school and it never failed. Like the day after vacation, I was sick what? with the flu. I could picture it. I remember... 
being on the couch so sick in front of the Christmas tree, just watching television. It was miserable. I was sick until like Christmas day. Wow. I would catch the flu. It was miserable. I remember two or three Christmases doing that. Um, one of my favorite things growing up of Christmas was, um, they used to play, I don't know if they still do, the Sound of Music used to come on like a day or two before yeah. Christmas. And I remember watching it with my mom and dad all the time. I always loved that movie and that was a neat Christmas time. I always remember watching that. But I used to love laying underneath the Christmas tree and looking up into the Christmas tree. Really? Like seeing all the lights. Yeah, I just lay underneath it. I have just, never heard of anybody ever doing that. Not oh, once. I loved it. It was just looking up at the tree from the bottom is just awesome. You know, I had a discussion with some people on the live stream the other day about decorating the tree. And I try to tell them, I don't know if I explained it right, but when we wrap the tree with Christmas lights, we push them yes, I do. deep inside yes, I the do. tree. Not, you know, uh, we move them in and out, up and down, but there's depth. But it gives it depth, yeah. And there's ornaments that we hang deep inside there too. So you really, if you look at our tree... You can be there a while because yeah. it, it has dimension. To I it. learned that from my mom and dad. That's how they decorated our tree. It was just all like. I like that part. Yeah. So that's why it was really neat to look from the bottom up because you can see things. It's a different perspective, but it was Never, really. Never ever heard of anybody doing that in all my 54 years in this plant. I couldn't get my fat ass <laughs> under a tree. <laughs> you kidding? I'd never get up again. Try it. Um, my worst one was 87 or 88. Um wasn't getting along with my family, my mom and dad. Uh, the girlfriend wife situation was all fucked up at the time. As I was, what was I, 20, 19? You had a wife? Well, I don't think I did. <laughs> anyway, it was before you. Yes, right it was. Right before you. But um, I spent the day alone. No Christmas tree. Ugh. No presents. Well, there's people no out nothing. there that do. Yeah. It makes me sad I to was think just, of that. Well, I was just a, a fucking idiot is why I did it. I know I know that now that I was just stubborn and obnoxious and I, I painted myself on a corner and nobody wanted me to come over. Hmm. So I had one Christmas, yeah, in my life that I've spent completely alone. That's so sad. Yep. Just had my buddy Jack. That's sad. Daniels. That's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a sad individual at times. I don't have a perfect history. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh, so are you ready for Christmas? Are you done? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You didn't even think about it. You could have said, well, I'm almost No, there. because it's right there in my mind. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to Do you realize that, that there's like... 10 days. I know. Nine more shopping days until my birthday. Ten. I think people out there are putting off getting me something and oh, they're panicking. Brother. They're panicking right now. Yeah. That's just like, they're sitting there going, oh my God, nine more days. I didn't get the general something. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know if you, if you screw up getting me my birthday present on the 25th, I do accept presents afterwards with a penalty. Of well, course. they do celebrate it. They put up a tree and lights and they put lights on I their know. house. Everybody, they celebrate your birthday. Everybody every gets the year. day off. I know. It's a beautiful thing. So they are celebrating it. You're welcome, America. <laughs> And Denmark. <laughs> they are celebrating. But you're not ready. Uh, no. I mm. still have presents to wrap. I haven't even thought of what to make for you know, Christmas Eve dinner. Because we usually do Christmas Eve. We do something for dinner. Yeah. Because we have family here for like the whole week between Christmas and New Year's. So Rotating that, door. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's a evolving door. So I usually do a Christmas Eve potluck. Not even a potluck. No. But like a buffet thing. Right. 
And then on Christmas night, um, that's a Gen X dad's birthday. I usually ask him what he would like for dinner that night. So I haven't even planned that out. Rarebit. Yeah, right. Do you know that nobody knows what rarebit is? It took you they a while. They will over in England. That's an English rarebit is an English dish. You know, when I first told you that, you know, 27 years, I said rarebit. And you're like, what is it? And I go, call my grandma. Yes. And you're, and I said, it's an orange tomato peppery paste. It's very Depression era. That I, It is. I'm sure it is. And then you, you, you crumble saltine crackers and pour it over it. Yeah. And you were like, okay. Even if I do get this, why would you want that on Christmas? I go, because never, nobody ever makes me rare, but. I know, because it's just, it's just not a dinner. And it, it took always, you. It kind of looks like a snack. It took you like six tries to get it right, but yeah. you finally got my grandma's recipe down. Well, because grandma doesn't write a recipe. She just writes down the ingredients and then you got to figure out <laughs> the amounts to put in it. She's like, well, it's this and this and this and this. And I'm like, but how much? Because she goes by eyeball. She, yes. she just knows. She goes, well, you scoop some out. Well, with a spoon or a scooper? My grandma did the same thing. <laughs> I remember one time my grandma used to spend uh, Christmas with us and she would make these apple squares from scratch. She'd, she'd roll out the dough and you know make it from scratch and everything. And my dad was her son was in the kitchen one day and she was measuring with it in the palm of her hand. Like she pour <laughs> salt in it and just pour it into the thing. And my dad's like looking at his mom going, how do you know how much that is? And she goes, I just know. And she poured it in her hand, like a, a tablespoon or a teaspoon and put it in there and just flabbergasted my dad. And he's like, okay, next time you do that, I'm measuring it. Yeah. And so she did, she put it in her, her palm, let's just say salt. And she, he goes, how much do you think that is? She goes, it's about a teaspoon. And sure as shit, he goes and gets a teaspoon and pulls it out. And it was accurate. Can wow. you believe that? That's, she that, knew. You know, that's old people for you, man. Yeah, they didn't do recipes. No. They just kind of did it by taste and what they knew to put in it and so, everything. So oh my Kid God. Z's making fun of me, by the way. Why? Because I you know and I you and I really don't buy each other Christmas gifts anymore. No, we, we, don't. we buy each other stuff. Now um do you remember what I just bought you last week and I said, hey that's a Christmas present and it's in your drawer right now? Yes. What was it? The forks? No, no wait. I said last week. Remind I, me. The the bamboo baggy thing. Oh, yeah, oh, that's God. right. A holder. I don't know. There's like two so weeks many ago. things coming. So I put this thing in there, and I gave it to her, and she's like, oh, this is for me? And I said, yeah, it's Merry Christmas. And you, it's basically a bamboo uh, pieces that are like boxes, and they fit in your Zip drawer. Ziploc bag sorter. And Ziploc bags fit inside of them. So you can just, and they're all sorted. Yeah. Kid comes home and goes, hey, this is cool. What is this? A guy, I got that for your mom for Christmas. He walks out. He goes, that's what you got, mom, for Christmas? <laughs> I said, well, there's other things. And he goes, okay, this is a lame present, dad. He goes, it's really cool, but it's a lame present. I go, well, it's functional. We'll have it for a long time. It's really cool. Now, we're not keeping the baggies in their boxes. It's kind of, he goes, yeah, dad, not a present, though. <laughs> well, got... the other day, you were complaining about how all of our forks are gone in the oh, kitchen. And yes. I think one of our daughters takes them in a car with her. I think she takes a bowl in the car and goes to work or something eating as she goes. And I think she takes spoons and forks more. So forks. her work has accumulated all my forks. Or they're in the bottom of her car. Nice. So I bought you 
forks. Yes, you got all did. excited. You said, oh my God, they came in the mail. You're like, what are these? Are these for me? And I go, you said we were out of forks. So I just went online. Now I know we don't have a matched set of knives and forks and spoons anymore because of all of our kids. Yes. As soon as they're all gone, we'll go buy some. <laughs> but right now I just bought you forks that just were, you know, buy some forks. Well, I appreciate and that. And you were happy. Yes. Kid goes, Lame. <laughs> well, he goes, did you get more mom more Christmas present? And I knew he had just gotten into the Civil War. So I go, no, what are you talking about? And he goes, all right, I'm just checking. Because he was going to light me up. He was going to no, go. He came to me when he got home late last night. He came to me and he comes walking in and he goes, did we get new forks? <laughs> I'm like, yes, we did. I mean, that kid knows everything that's new in this house. But well, no, we do not exchange presents on I Christmas morning. We we like spending the money on yeah, the kids. I just didn't want him making fun of me again, so I denied it. No, it wasn't a present. Of course not. <laughs> it's a utensil. It's something you need. No, that's funny. <laughs> you know, I got yelled at by people on Facebook when you were uh, when you were doing your, your baking show because you mentioned that I bought you the mixer as like a Christmas present or something. Oh yeah, I heard about you don't this. buy those. You don't buy that. Is she went? She listed. She goes. Don't you ever, men, listen to me. Don't you ever buy a mixer for your wife as a present ever. That I, and I, I was on the thread with her. I go, uh, look, lady, I didn't buy her a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it was something she enjoys doing. You don't enjoy vacuuming. That's a chore. Right. But you do very much like cooking and baking. So anytime I, I can find something that I think is. Something that'll make your job easier or it's more fun to use. I think of it as as giving you something for part of your hobby. Yeah, it was it's it's an amazing thing. She fucking lit me up. Well, that's her choice. Not everyone likes those things, and that's fine. I mean, if there's somebody that doesn't like being in the kitchen and cooking or baking, they're not going to like it. Yeah, I guess. Well you know, so I don't know. it's fine to each his own. Didn't like people belittling that at the time that was like four hundred bucks uh, fifteen, yeah. eighteen years ago. Well, I told you it's like twenty years old already. I know. And it's, it's still it, going strong. And I yeah. and I love all the attachments. I mean, those that we've accumulated all those. I didn't get them all at one time, no, but just as we went along, if there's something we got. Yeah, it, but it's an amazing product. I, I would totally uh, KitchenAid, it, hit it, me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll push your product. Any any person any any platform you're on, there's always going to be one asshole in there who starts telling you something's not, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, but we're Gen X and we just go whatever and just move on. You just, you know, we kind I've of told people that. I said, if you don't like it, fucking quit talking about it. Just leave. Oh, you want me to leave as a subscriber? You want me to leave as a follower? Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck everybody. out. Don't let the door hit you in the ass, dude. I don't care. You can't please everybody. Yeah. And I'm not walking this planet to please everybody. Sorry. Well, there's not enough coffee in the day to put up with a lot of these people. (laughs) There is not enough coffee out there. If there was a truer statement about you, I don't know what it is. You don't walk this planet to please everybody. Well, no no shit. (laughs) I would be very miserable if that had to happen. So no. Oh, was that it? Like it? I I think we're done today. I have stuff I have to do. Look, we're late because you didn't do the podcast yesterday. No, what? You're in charge of it. Well, no, let's blame Gen Z Kit. He's fucked this whole thing up. It's his fault. God damn him. You know, this is his channel. This is his product, and I just can't. Let's just yeah. Let's just. Well, he's not here. Well, he's the ZEO. That's a Gen. That's a Gen X rule. Blame the person not in the room. There you go. (laughs) Instead of it shit rolling downhill, let's go shit uphill. (laughs) Let's do it that way. Oh God, I'm exhausted already, but I got so much to do. All right. Well, me too. Um, Thankfully, we didn't. We didn't fuck this up. I don't have to edit it. Nope. 
I can just put the intro. I was a good girl today. You were. I, let's, I held let's, back. Let's cover the things. I didn't make her cry today, which <laughs> you guys really, you guys were beating me up about before. Um, she didn't cuss and she didn't say anybody's name. I don't have to edit out anybody's name. And um, oh, she didn't say any embarrassing stories that her brother can't hear. So we're oh good. My God. We've checked off all five boxes. You did great. Well, that's fabulous. <laughs> so get on it. Release this puppy. Well, then say goodbye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening again to our podcast. It was great being here. And I'll catch you on the... Don't say it. That's my line. Don't you, you and the kids steal my line. Can't you come up with something else? Can't you just say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. And there she goes. All right, everybody. The music's coming up by now, I'm sure. I got to go. There's so much I could do. I'm sorry that we're late, but I will promise you the first thing I will do is I will edit the intro and exit music for you, and I will post it everywhere so you guys can listen to it, and I'll flood all the channels with a new picture. We'll do that next. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Remember, everything on our podcast, like we said at the beginning, is brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. They are heavy contract movers. Don't call them to move your furniture. They're not going to do it. But if you schedule big stuff going across the country, those are the guys that can get it done. They've been doing it for a long time on two different continents, and they absolutely know what they're doing. Anyway, I got to go. Wherever you're listening from, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or anywhere on the Armed Service Radio Network around the world, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. He came around the corner and goes, what are you singing, Dad? I go, it's the 12 Days of Christmas. He goes, it most certainly is not. Yeah, that one's funny. I should have done That well, would have been funny. What was it? And um, a beer. Five golden <laughs> toques. Wait. I don't know. Four pounds You're of back singing? bacon, three French toasts, two turtlenecks. And a and beer. And a beer in a tree. <laughs> and a beer. Um, that so that was been ours. funny. It was, it was good in idea. It was tough to execute it, but you're... You having two days of baking was a big hit. That was as easily as big a hit as anything we've done. Everybody loved that. Oh, well, that was nice. And everybody wanted more. And I know you don't have time. I know you don't really want to, but I'm just no. letting you know. It's not that I don't want to. I want to. I just don't. And and also executing it, like you said, moving the equipment into my kitchen, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, you guys don't understand the pre- it was work that every goes bit of two and a half hours yeah. to get the microphones, the lighting, the cameras, the angle, the stream deck, to get everything set up was every bit of two and a half hours. Yeah. And when you go on at 11, we want to be done a little before. We're up at 7.30 moving, trying to get yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, it was stuff. fun. It was fun. I mean, I'm not a professional baker. I'm not a professional chef. So I probably did some things that weren't right there, there according a, to people but well, there's know. always people it was on facebook people were like you know you're not supposed to crack the egg that way you know you didn't mix your dry stuff i'm like 
I was I was moderating. I'm like, who fucking cares, man? You know, she's not poisoning people, dipshit. You know, <laughs> she'll get it right next time. She's just having a good time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but it was fun. Uh, every once in a while, it's fun to do that. I just, I just can't do what you do. Like here, I'm behind the scenes. Nobody's watching me. I right. guess it makes me nervous. I don't do well behind a camera, so. Well, but it went fine. And then our biggest one was that one where we did the three cameras with you. The oh, kid everybody and... loved that one. Everybody loved it. I got even emails saying how much fun that was and yeah. stuff. So. And your brother and your sister-in-law both oh, yeah. said that was so great to have it the cameras bouncing around between yeah. us all. Every once in a while, that'd be fun to throw in there and do that. Well, <laughs> you've agreed to do that every Saturday to be on camera. And so we'll do a, we'll just do that once a week. And it's a little bit to set that up, especially if we do it in your office, but it's okay. Yeah. And you promised me retirement. We'd slow down. I don't think we're slowing down at all. <laughs> Maybe got, that's a good thing. Maybe it just keeps us moving and grooving. I just feel like with all the stuff that's on us, we keep holding our breath going, okay, it'll slow down next week. Okay. The, uh, for sure. Next week it'll no. Okay. The week after it's going to slow down. But I mean, we're now we're on the last 30 days before Las Vegas, I the know. meet and greet. We are doing a live in-person meet and greet Friday the 13th at the Red Rock Casino at 5 p.m. It's free. If you show up in Las Vegas Friday, January 13th, just upcoming here. It's less than 30 days away. Right. We're going to hang out. We're mm-hmm. going to hang out and meet people. Now, we did it last year. I don't know, 15 or 20 people. Maybe we'll get more this time. I do think so. I think we're on track for about 100 people. Um, for the meet and greet on Friday. Now, Fun. And if, it's casino night on Saturday, so they can come back and just hang out yeah, with us if at they, the casino if they want. If they go check the kids' website yes, and you click on the Vegas thing, there's actually a, a video that talks about, hey, we are going to be there four days, three or four days. We are going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Anybody can go to any of those things. Yeah, exactly. But the, the main thing is you just want to drive to Vegas and spend one night and and have the meet and greet. The entire staff is going to be there. All the Gen X Talk staff is going to be there on Friday at 5 p.m., the 13th. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. That's going to be a blast. <sighs> you know, I actually wrote some notes down here, but I can't remember. You have notes today? I did, yo, I wanted to tell you something that's going to make you mad. <laughs> Why are you trying to ruin my day today? <laughs> well, we start with the that? NFL. Uh, yeah, I know. That what? didn't get her mad enough, so I've got something in politics that should do it. <laughs> Plus, I had a really great conversation this morning on the phone, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Over, I have a question about that. I'll get to that in a minute. Real quick, you know, there's in, in politics, we're always battling for Senate seats. Okay. And, and congressional seats. But the big one's the Senate because there's 50 states, there's two senators per state, and it's always who has the 51, 52 seats control because you only need one. Mm-hmm. So it's always 49 to 51. Or if it's 50-50, the vice president votes. Okay. So it's always a battle. Can we swing a Senate seat? Can we move a Senate seat? I mean, picking up one seat is a huge thing. It's gigantic. So... This lame duck session of the Senate and of Congress, guess what they're doing? Before they're exited out in January, mm-hmm. they are making, they want to make Puerto Rico a state and that'll give Democrats, because they'll get it, two Senate seats, two more Senate seats. Unbelievable. Which is just, if I told you one Senate was, seat was huge, how about just giving them two more for free? All they have to do is ratify them as a state. I don't think they can, though, and here's why. If I remember right, I think the rules state on the rules are for in the Senate, if you're going to ratify a state, 
as as part of your voting, I think you have to have two-thirds majority. I think on that one, it's not a simple majority. Some things are. But I think that one is, I think they need 60, 67 votes. Mm. They, they'd never get it. But they're they're pushing it through. So maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it only takes a simple majority. Well, I'm not. I'm just kind of sitting here. I'm not like fuming like I was with the NFL. We'll see how that plays out. But well, I'm not surprised. That's, I'm a, not, that's a big. It is a big if thing. They, if they get that, it's a big nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, the other thing that will make you happy about um, AOC I know, I know you don't have any idea about this, but it's so fucking hilarious. AOC and her cronies, they uh, put out a movie, came out, I guess, like two weeks ago. <laughs> a movie? Okay. On climate change. Huh? Yeah. Now, let's just face it. Everyone in America is so fucking burned out on climate change. I don't care which side of the argument you're on. Even people that are, climate change is real and we're all going to die. They're even getting tired of saying it. I mean... Okay, dude, we got it. Move on. Even they feel that way. Here's how many people... When all the shit hits the fan, none of us are going to be here anyway, so right. whatever. But go ahead. Well, then you don't like our children's future, is what they would tell you. You're not thinking about our children's future. Oh, okay. I finally go, no, I'm not, and I don't give a shit, so <laughs> leave me the... F- I don't care anymore. Fend for themselves. Survival we, of the fittest. We had to, so... Exactly. Um, they, uh, it, they released it, I guess it was to 10,000 theaters... The money it generated on its first weekend averaged $80 a theater. What? (laughs) That's hilarious. I think they pulled it from the theater. $80. It was $80 and like 62 cents a theater. Oh, that should send a real big (laughs) message. Nobody gave a shit. It was so funny to watch that. And she just lost her goddamn mind when people asked her, so your movie flopped. What do you think? Well, people just don't understand. No, they're just sick of you and the movie. Exactly. And the topic. Exactly. (laughs) Move along. All right. So tell me, what was that argument you got in while I was fiddling with stuff here, getting ready to set up? You you were with somebody at the high school district. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I don't know if it's just California public schools or if this is all the way across the country. But every once in a while, through all our eight children, especially in high school, we get a letter that our kid is on step one of truancy. Of a truancy program? Yeah, a truancy step program. I love how they do this. It's like, you know, a 10-step program, like they're AA or something. It's a (laughs) truancy step program. So our son got one, and they sent it to me. And I'm looking at these dates, and it's three dates, three random dates. So I looked him up on the calendar, and lucky for me is I write down when I call him out for sick or whatever. Literally everything you write down. So I looked him up, and I'm like, all these are legit. Like he didn't skip school. These, these dates are legitimate. And then I'm reading to the bottom after all the stuff of, well, you know, you will be responsible and you're, you might be prosecuted. And I'm reading all through the bullshit till I get to the bottom and said, if you have any questions, call this person at this number. <laughs> yes, I will. You called him. I called this person and it ended up to be the Dean. I was uh. like, thank you very much. Let's have this conversation. So I called the guy and I said, uh, I received this paperwork that my son is on step one of truancy and and it says that I could call this number and ask questions. So I'm here. (laughs) He goes, do you have the paper in front of you? I said, yes, I do. He goes, can I have his ID number? Gave him his ID number. He looks it up and he goes, well, uh, um, yeah, well, it says, uh, uh, October 24th, he was absent. And I'm like, that's not even on this letter. Wait a minute. You're. 
the 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 first thing he brought up on his computer wasn't even a date on the letter you no. sent. No. The fuck is that guy even talking about we that? We went to <laughs> to October 24th and then he's sitting there going, is he in sports or is he in a you know, you know, a club activity? Club activity. I go, he's an FFA officer. And he goes, oh, these must be like club events or something. And I'm like, so can I explain myself about these dates? And he's like, well, I I don't see any problem with these. Oh, hey, did you know that he was absent this morning for his first period? I went, what are we talking? I'm not talking about today. Wait a minute. So you have this letter that is threatening us. Yes. And with these dates written on it. Yes. He pulls up the letter because he said, give me his his his, student ID number. So he pulls them up. He goes way back to a date not on the letter and then skips over the letter. Exactly. And goes to a date of today. Exactly. So we're still not talking about the no, letter. No, <laughs> I'm like, and he's just telling me about him being, a, you know, an officer and there's three, I'm telling him there were three dates that they're telling me he was truant and he's telling me about today and a date that is not even on the letter. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And he goes, well, do you want me to call him out of class or do you want to text him and let him clear up today's absence? And I'm like... You want to call, call him out of class? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the dean talking in a conversation about being <laughs> truant just yes. said, do you want me to pull him out of class? Yes. Wow. <laughs> to do what? To tell uh, him that he was absent from class this morning and then you're going to make him absent from the class that you're going to pull him out of? I'm sorry, do, do we get that excused? <laughs> I'm like, what? I go, no, I'll text him. I'll handle it. It'll be fine. And then he goes, okay, well, everything's fine. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Everything's fine. He was trying to get you off the phone. I said, so what am I doing with this truant letter? I said, so these dates, he's not, no, he's no longer truant. I said, just like that, he's no longer truant. He goes, oh, no, he's fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, what? So you know what? I think this letter that comes is now officially bullshit. Yeah, I really believe that. Well, I'm like, what just happened? Let me, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna remind you of something that happened to you and I years ago. We when we took the kids out of school to go to Florida. Oh yeah, we were gone like ten days, and we told the schools, all the teachers, give them their homework. We'll make them do it. And we told the schools we were taking them. Do you well, hold on one second. I went in personally to every school because yeah. we had kids in two or three different three. schools yeah, at the three time. Three different schools. I went to each school and said that we are taking them out in the end of September, 1st of October right. to go on a family vacation. Now, when you have a family of 10 people, yeah. eight kids and two adults traveling on the off season is a lot cheaper than during summer. Right. So we were planning a family, big family vacation. We were booking the tickets. So I went to the school. The elementary school was perfect. Absolutely fine. They said, thank you for telling us. I said, what can I do while we're on vacation that they can do for work to do? They said, well, why don't you just have them do a journal? Beautiful. Perfect. Fine. Get to junior high. The kids were just in junior high. They gave me a story that they were going to be truant. Yeah. That they were going to report our junior hires as truant. I came home to you upset. Right. And then well, I went back. That's where that's where I got involved. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to tie this together right. as to why. So I basically went down there and I said, this is what we're doing. He said, if you take the kids out for that long without a valid reason, right. and they would only accept a medical reason, then we are going to report your children as truant. I go, they're not fucking truant. They're going on a family vacation. We're going to be learning some stuff. This is a great building moment. And they said, it's not how it works. I said... All right, and I talked for a long time. I said, and then I, I remember going to the, it was the vice principal. Yes, you did. And I sat with him and said, I'm going to tell you how this is going to fucking work. And you're going to listen. 
I'm taking my kids out, and I swear to Christ Almighty, if you report my kids as truant, as unexcused, he says, well, do you have an excuse? Yes, I am personally taking my kids out of class. And guess what? I can, yes, and I'm going to. Family. They're my fucking kids. <laughs> if I want to homeschool them, I can. Right. So I said, you and I are going to have a personal problem. And I said, I'm leaving, and I left. We went and did the trip, and we came back. I don't think we got one letter about truancy, but here's what I learned, and this is why I'm relating it to your letter. And I'm going to get the mechanism a little bit wrong, so don't quote me on that, but it comes down to money. Now, and I don't know how the state funds the schools, but they don't fund students who aren't there. Yeah, it's for attendance. Right, that's, that's, yeah. that's my point, is that they, they don't fund schools for kids who are not there. And if, but a state, can, a school can say, well, this child has, this, let me back up. The state could pick a child to go, this child has missed 30 days of school this year. We're not paying you for this child. Mm -hmm. However, if you follow the rules as a school and you turn them in as truant and you call a truant officer and you send registered letters to the house, if you do everything you can to bring that child back into the classroom, the state does give you some money. So they, they have to go through, and, and I may have the mechanism quite right, not quite right, yeah. but if they follow the protocol, if they follow the program of, of making that child truant, they still get money. Maybe, I don't know if it's all of it or some of it, but that's why they do it. No uh, matter what, they're turning in the fucking paperwork. Well, I have to tell you the kicker. All right. Because when the letter showed up, I showed it to our son and said, dude, you're on truancy. You're on step one. Went after him, and he was like, oh. He got his eyes kind of got really big. He goes, I'm truant in step one. I said, yes, you are. But now that I cleared it up today, yeah. do you think I'm going to go tell him that it's cleared up? No. Hell no. <laughs> I want him to think that he's still truant on step one. And do you think the, that's power? And we've done this so many times on podcast. And what do we always say? You know what? If the kid would listen to his own podcast, he'd know some stuff. <laughs> well, but he's I, not. He never he's listens. Not listen to this, no, he's not. Mom <laughs> has some power. I have a letter of truancy that I can. I have till you now can, till he graduates. That's right. Hold that over his head. 